We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all stages or situations. Hey everyone, this is Mike Randall. You can follow me on Twitter at RandallRant. You are listening to the Fantasy Football Beat, which is a Roto-Viz podcast. Each week I'm joined by an NFL beat reporter who breaks down the biggest games on the NFL slate, most important games, close battles that we have. And on this week's show, my guest is going to be Daryl Slater, who covers the New York Jets for New Jersey Advanced Media. You can follow him on Twitter at Daryl Slater. We'll be discussing the battle between the Jets and the Bears at Soldier Field. Both teams are battling for a playoff berth, trying to jockey for position and both are coming off losses last week. Jets to a rejuvenated Vikings team at home and the Bears losing a tough game against the Patriots at home as well. Daryl and I will look at the key players and matchups we expect to decide the game. We're going to talk about how the Jets will adjust with the loss of the versatile running back Blah Powell, how Sam Darnold has done during his rookie season as Jets starting quarterback, and how a banged up Jets team will try and slow down the explosive Chicago Bears offense. After I talk with Daryl, I'll take a few minutes to recap what we discussed and use some of the Rotoviz apps to dive deeper into the game. For those who don't know, just a reminder, Rotoviz is a sports data and analytics site that publishes over a thousand articles per year and has a suite of more than 20 proprietary apps. Please feel free to go to rotoviz.com, check out the site, and you can get your 30% discount for an NFL pass for the remainder of the season at rotoviz.com forward slash podcast. For this game, the Bears are a seven and a half point home favorite with a minus 110 money line. There's a relatively low 45 point over under on the game 
game. Some weather could come into play as well. The Bears are three and three. The Jets are three and four. Both really want to start taking that first step towards making a deep playoff run here as we get to the end of the 2018 season. I'm curious to see what Daryl has to say. So let's get straight to the interview right now. Please welcome to the show Daryl Slater, who covers the New York Jets for New Jersey Advanced Media, NewJersey.com, the Star Ledger. You can follow him on Twitter at Daryl Slater. Daryl joined us for the Rotoviz Team Preview Series in August and has come back here again to preview the big game between the Bears and the Jets at Soldier Field. Daryl, thanks so much for joining us today. How are you doing? Sure, I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. So Jets this year, Daryl, they're right in the thick of things. Have had a pretty good season so far. The three and four tough game last week against the Vikings, but it seems like it's a Vikings team that's really hitting their stride now, uh, right as we hit the middle of the season. Yeah, I mean, this is the type of game that the Jets probably just are not equipped to win right now. The Vikings are one of the better teams in the league, a team that uh, will challenge uh, to be in the Super Bowl again this year, as, as was the case last year. So, uh, I mean, the Jets clearly are not in a position to beat these kind of teams right now. Um, the Bears probably a more winnable game, but the Jets have struggled to win on the road, so that's another hurdle they have to clear here as they try to get, uh, you know, they try to take this next step in their rebuilding process. And they were playing so well before that game. They had two nice wins in a row at home over Denver and the Colts. But, of course, the big news this week is that running back Bilal Powell, who's so important to what the Jets do, was injured in the past game, neck injury. He is now on IR and is out for the season. There were even talks about maybe him being done for his career. So talk a little bit about that, how Isaiah Crowell is going to have to step up and take a larger role and exactly what that loss of Powell is going to mean coming into this Bears game. Yeah, Bilal Powell has a disc injury in his neck, uh, which is the same thing that Quincy Anunua had last year. He had to undergo season-ending surgery, of course, but was able to return this year. And the good news for Powell, who is a pending free agent after uh, the season, is that he will be able to continue playing football. That's the thought right now. There was some thought initially from uh, what Todd Bowles said yesterday on Wednesday that, that this could be a career-threatening injury, but that's not the case. Uh, he's going to undergo surgery, and it looks like he should be able to continue playing. Uh, whether it's with the Jets remains unclear because, of course, he's he's 30 years old and uh, and he's going to be a free agent after this year. But in the immediate, uh, that definitely hurts the Jets because he was splitting the workload with uh, Isaiah Crowell, and now it's up to Crowell and uh, some lower-profile guys like Trenton Cannon and then Eli McGuire, who's eligible to come off IR next week to sort of fill that uh, fill that vacancy. Yeah, and I think McGuire coming off the the injury uh, is going to be really key because uh, injury report is out today for the game. Of course, you had it on Twitter there. No progress for Quincy Inungwa. Uh Robbie Anderson, of course. Uh, Buster Screen was limited for a second day. So talk about the injuries. This is this is sort of a banged up Jets team right now that's heading into Chicago. This is this is going to be a, a tough game for them. Yeah, they're banged up in a couple key areas in the secondary and at receiver. So in the secondary. Um, there's a chance that Marcus May does not play again. There's a chance that Buster Screen does not play again. And there's a chance that Tremaine Johnson doesn't play again. So that's, you're talking about a screen, not, not having your slot corner. Tremaine Johnson's the Jets' number one corner. And then Marcus May, their free safety. So they would be without three of their five starters again, uh, which is entirely possible in their secondary. So I think that, that's a concern for sure. On the offensive side of the ball, just because of how good this Bears defense is, um, the fact that the Jets would be down yet another receiver uh, with Robbie Anderson out is a major concern. I mean, Quincy Inouye has already been ruled out by Todd Bowles today. Terrell Pryor is not on the team anymore. He couldn't stay healthy. He had a groin injury. Um, so the Jets would be down Pryor, uh, even though he's not on the team, and, and, and Inouye. 
and potentially Robbie Anderson, who sprained his ankle last week against the Vikings, which would mean Jermaine Curse and Rashard Matthews would be their top two receivers. And the Jets just signed Rashard Matthews this week. So going against this Bears defense, that could be a, a big hurdle for Sam Darnold and this Jets offense if, if indeed uh, Robbie Anderson does not play. Yeah, the signing of Rashard Matthews was, was timely. He really had a nice year last year as well in, in, in Tennessee. This year was a little bit of a struggle because, you know, they've had uh, some issues there with the offense. They won a few games, but he really wasn't getting the playing time that he wanted coming off the injury. So those short to intermediate routes for Sam Darnold, I think is going to be key against that pressure from Chicago. So I, I think Matthews can actually be a, fit in a nice role here. The timing is good for him, I think. Yeah, I think if he can establish some comfort with Sam Darnold, that's the type of role he could fill for sure, especially because that was what Anuno was giving the Jets, and that was um, that was a big uh, comfort area for Darnold in terms of throwing short in this offense, uh, being able to rely on Quincy Anuno in that area. So, uh, yeah, I think that's it. If he can get some Richard Matthews, can get some uh, comfort here initially with Darnold in, in these few days of practice, then, then that could be something to look for. He's certainly going to have opportunities for sure, especially if uh, especially if Anderson's out. I think a key for the defense against Chicago is getting pressure. New England was able to get a few turnovers last week and were really able to get some things rolling. I have found during Todd Bowles' time with the Jets that in big games, the defense always comes up with a solid plan. I, I think even though we saw earlier this year Chicago against Tampa Bay had an explosive offense, I would expect the defense to play well here and get some uh, pressure on Mitchell Trubisky because he's shown, as the Bears have, that they can turn it over a little bit. And I think turnovers, of course, are going to be a real key for for a road victory for the Jets. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, you look at the games the Jets have been able to win convincingly this year against the Lions, against the uh, Colts. They had five and four takeaways in those games, and then last week they had uh, they had zero. So um, they were a minus four turnover margin last week, and you're not winning in the NFL like that, uh, especially on the road. And yeah, I think the Jets look at Mitch Trubisky and thinking maybe if they can get this guy to stay in the pocket and not be uh, as slippery and comfortable as he is moving on the run. They might have a chance here to maybe make him make some mistakes, pressure him, and, and force him into some interceptions because you know he is very comfortable moving on the run, uh, throwing on the run, I should say, and moving the pocket. Um, so I, I think if the, if the Jets are able to make him more of a pocket passer, they probably stand to a better chance in this game. And, of course, on the flip side, uh, quarterback Sam Darnold had a tough game last week against Minnesota, three interceptions, uh, probably his worst game of the year so far. But he had he had done a real nice job, of course, made some big plays. And, you know, people are, are sort of getting on the Giants for, for not taking the quarterback here. It looks like Darnold really has himself as a solid future franchise quarterback for the Jets. How do you see Darnold uh, bouncing back here on the road, angry bear defense with limited weapons? Uh, he showed a lot of poise so far, but I think he's really got a – He's going to be tested this week for sure. Yeah, it's an enormous challenge coming off of his worst game. There's no doubt about that. Um, it's going to be a huge hurdle for him to win on the road in potentially inclement weather against the Bears defense and with limited um, with limited options on offense. I think week to week, they just, just want to see growth from this kid and um, growth in his decision makings and growth in his in how he goes through his reads and that sort of stuff. And um, there have been some hiccups for sure so far, 10 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. He leads the league in interceptions. Not all of those were his fault, but he did have some interceptions that were dropped by the defense. So it kind of evens out there. And, um, you know, there are going to be growing pains for sure, but I mean, at times he very much has looked like he does belong in this league. Um, he had some, uh, he's had some really nice throws. Um, there was one to Robbie Anderson a couple of games ago, I believe that it was a throw against the Broncos, the 35 yard touchdown pass that it was just a beautiful throw. 
Um, and that's the type of throw that an elite NFL quarterback makes on a consistent basis. Now, you know, there are mitigating factors for him as he develops and not just his own kind of shortcomings at this point, but also, like I said, the, the lack of the weapons and the fact that the Jets' offensive line is really not all that great, and, and their center, Spencer Long, has been in kind of a disaster here with snapping the ball, especially uh, with, he, with this injured finger he's dealing with. He might not even play this week. So um, there have been some hurdles he's had to overcome that are, that are outside of his control, but that's part of, part of developing in the league. And I think there's been enough encouraging signs where the Jets feel like they have something here, uh, but there's certainly kinks to iron out. And of course, uh, Darnold's best friend is going to be a solid running game. Isaiah Crowell, he's a guy who has taken a bell cow role in his career. And with Powell out, he's going to have to step up. And at least until Elijah McGuire comes back, of course, sort of a fan favorite, the explosive Trenton Cannon, I think, is going to be the Jets' number two running back this week. Talk about Crowell being ready for you know a bigger role. And also Trenton Cannon, can he be that short to intermediate third down guy that Powell was so great at? Yeah, I mean, with with uh, Crowell, he's definitely experienced at being able to carry the ball a couple hundred times a year. I mean, he did that in, in Cleveland. That was his MO there. So um, I don't think that will be a big issue for him. He, he was dealing with a foot injury recently, but has been able to kind of um, rebound from that and, and do okay um, this week in practice and has, more, has had more of a workload of practice. But um, Cannon's an interesting kid at Division Two, running back with a ton of speed, very raw. The Jets tried to have him be the return guy in the preseason, but he, he, he really could not hold on to the ball. It was a big issue for him, but he had a, a long catch about 30-something yards last week against the Vikings that uh, Jeremy Bates, the Jets' offensive coordinator, said that's sort of a confidence-building catch for him, you know, to show him that he does belong. Because at this time last year, this this kid was playing for Virginia State against, you know, teams like Shawan, like, <laughs> and like these teams yeah. you never heard of in front of 2,300 people, and now he's going to Soldier Field as the Jets' number two running back for this game because McGuire's not eligible to come off IR until after this week. But I think when McGuire comes off, he can give a guy, give the Jets a guy who, who has a little bit of a track record from last year as a rookie, did some good things, and take a little pressure off Cannon and let him develop at a more organic pace. So um, I think that's, uh, that's what the Jets are looking at this point. At this point, I don't think they're going to add a running back. They feel good with what they have, um, but a lot's going to fall on Crowell, as you said. And Darrell, we appreciate a few minutes here. I just got one more question. We'll get you out of here. You know, we talk about fantasy impact and, and the spread and things like that. So I'm not going to ask you for that, but just give us a prediction here. Jets going on the road. Vegas has them as a seven and a half point underdog, but certainly I, I, like I said, I think Todd Bowles will have a solid defensive plan. Bears have been struggling a little bit. And, and I think that we're looking at an exciting quarterback and a solid running game. What's your thoughts on how the game is going to go Sunday here between the Jets and the Bears? Yeah, I think the Jets win in an upset, low scoring game, 14, 13. Is my, is my pick. I think it looks like it's good rain, so that might be able to play in the Jets' favor in terms of slowing down that Bears offense. Um, of course, that's going to make it hard, and it was going to be hard anyway for Donald and company to move the ball, but I think if the Jets can force Trubisky into some takeaways, or some turnovers, get some takeaways on defense, and uh, yeah, they have a chance of winning a low-scoring game in bad weather. I think it's entirely possible, uh, but it's going to have to be a low-scoring game. There's no way the Jets are going to score 25, 30 points against this Bears defense. Um, a lot falls on the Jets defense in this game to keep to keep Donald and the offense in this game um, in terms of um, making it more of a manageable game for for them um, with with the hurdles they're facing. 
Fair enough, folks. Daryl Slater does an outstanding job covering the Jets for New Jersey Advanced Media. He writes for the Star Ledger at NJ.com. Please follow him on Twitter at Daryl Slater. Huge game coming up for the Jets here, looking at playoff implications against the Bears. Two teams fighting there that have shown flashes, uh, and we'll see how it goes on Sunday there for the Jets and the Bears. Thanks, Daryl, so much. Appreciate it. Sure thing. Anytime. That was Daryl Slater, who covers the Jets for New Jersey Advanced Media, NJ.com, and the Star Ledger. Please follow him on Twitter at Daryl Slater. When we return, we'll take a closer look at some of the things that Daryl said and try to project how the Jets and the Bears are going to fare fantasy-wise for this Week 8 matchup. But just a quick reminder that you can support the Root of His Radio Network and our 10 shows per week on Patreon. By doing so, you'll gain exclusive access to Root of His Live, which is our weekly Sunday morning video show where we answer all your fantasy questions. The patronships start at just $6 per month and provide exclusive access to Road of His Live. That's four shows per month on top of the 40 podcasts for just $6. Please consider becoming a Road of His Radio patron today to join exclusive community listeners, access our premium content, and do your part in helping the network to grow and continue to produce high-quality, industry-leaning programming. Remember, Road of His Radio on Patreon. We thank Daryl Slater from New Jersey Advanced Media for joining us here to preview the Bears-Jets game. Very important game for both teams. You're going to look back on this game at the end of the season, whether these teams make the playoff or not, and I think this is going to be a pivotal game. I feel in a lot of ways that if the team that wins this game is going to make the playoffs and the team that loses this game is not. Very pivotal, week eight, halfway through the season, both teams coming off a loss, very important battle here in Soldier Field. And for the Jets, without Bilal Powell, this is going to be a very different looking team, and it's going to put a lot of stress on Isaiah Crowell. Trenton Cannon is explosive, as Daryl talked about, but he certainly hasn't had a big workload. So Crowell is going to be featured, and that is going to be good news for Isaiah Crowell fantasy owners. Going back to the 2014 season, so let's go back five seasons, including this one, when Isaiah Crowell, and I'm going to use the Rotoviz Game Splits app here. It's a tremendous app on Rotoviz. You can break down and look at players for specific statistics. Today, I'm going to look at when Isaiah Crowell has gotten at least 10 rushing attempts in a game. Since 2014, he has had 45 times when he's had more than 10 rushing attempts and 25 times, 25 games, where he has not. Look at these numbers. As per the Game Splits app on Rotoviz, he has more than double the PPR points per game when he does not get at least... 11, so more than 10 rushing attempts. He only averages 5.98 PPR fantasy points per game. When he does, he gets 12.4 on average PPR fantasy points per game. And if you look at the other stats, pretty straightforward. His receiving yardage goes up. His rushing attempts certainly go up. When he gets at least 11, he gets a lot more than that, usually at 14 or 15. And his rushing touchdowns more than double. 0.16 in the games that he got less, uh, 10 or less than rushing rushing attempts and 0.49 almost half the time half the games he's getting a rushing touchdown when he's had more than 10 rushing attempts and rushing yardage more than double 64 yards per game with greater than 10 27.2 with less than 10 so Isaiah Crowell if you're a fantasy owner he is going to produce and he looks like a fantastic running back here rest of schedule for the Jets he's going to get fed and he should produce Elijah McGuire will be coming back maybe next week but certainly he's going to be rusty here so Crowell has a good chance to really be a major part of this offense which really does feature the run 
And on the flip side, if you look at the Bears running back, Jordan Howard, which I know has been very frustrating for fantasy owners. I'm a big Jordan Howard guy. I thought he was going to be much better this year. The offense has opened up here under Matt Nagy, and they're using a lot of Tariq Cohen and Howard really not getting in the flow, and the game script hasn't been what they need. Last week with the Patriots, they got to get up and down the field quickly, so certainly they were trying to catch up there. And Jordan Howard, he had a touchdown, but was sort of phased out. But if you use that game splits app and look at Jordan Howard, the exact same way as you do Isaiah Crowell in the game since he's come into the league. He's played 30 games where he's got greater than 10 rushing attempts and only seven games where he got 10 or less. In the games that he had at least 11, 10 or more rushing attempts, he has dominated. 15.3 PPR fantasy points per game when he doesn't, only 5.3. Look at the rushing attempts. When he gets greater than 10, he usually gets close to 20. That's 18.8 on average. Jordan Howard does not have a rushing touchdown in a game that he gets less than 10 rushing attempts, but he has .57 per game, which is more than half of those 30 games he has got a rushing touchdown. For rushing yardage, he has 86 rushing yards per game, so he usually produces there when he gets them more more than 10 attempts, and only 20 rushing yards when he has less than 10. I mean, think about that. He gets six or seven rushing attempts in a game. Usually, on average, he's only getting 20 yards. That's incredible. So both uh, Jordan Howard and Isaiah Crowell. Now, Crowell's in a better situation because Powell is out. Howard, of course, has to contend with with Cohen. But if this gets into a positive game script and he gets fed the ball, and I think the Bears have to do that because Allen Robinson may be out for this game. He's injured. We don't know his status right now. So they need him to produce. I just don't think you can rely on Tariq Cohen that much. I, th- I think he's an ancillary guy. He's a great receiver out of the backfield. But I think they need Howard to get going, and they have been passing him the ball more this year. So Howard and Crowell, very work dependent. You're going to play them, and you're particularly going to play them, especially in Howard's case, if you think that you're going to get carries. He gets more than 10. You're probably going to be very happy with his production. Now let's take a look at the receivers, and I want to build off that Allen Robinson situation. If he is out and he did not practice on Thursday, if he doesn't practice on Friday, he's not going to play. The guy who gets the biggest bump is Anthony Miller. You know what Taylor Gabriel is. Uh, Taylor Gabriel is. I'm not buying Kevin White, even with the Hail Mary reception. I think Anthony Miller can really shine. He ran 37 routes last week against New England. That's the most he's run in the games this year. He ran 17 in week one, 19 in week two, then around 17 the next two weeks. So 37, that was a high. His seven targets was a high. He had one uh, one target in the red zone. He ended up getting two receptions for 35 yards, but he's a guy, especially if you play DFS, he's going to be cheap. You could absolutely put him in the lineup. I don't buy Kevin White getting consistent targets, and Taylor Gabriel is not built for 12 or 15 targets. I think Miller is a guy who could really step forward and be a great DFS play, and I think he'll be able to get some receptions on this Jets secondary. On the flip side, uh, Daryl talked about the desk Decimated Jets receiving core. You have Robbie Anderson who misses practice Wednesday. He was out of practice again on Thursday. He's trying to get ready. Terrell Pryor was just let go because he was injury prone. You have Jermaine Kirst there who isn't exactly the most dynamic person. So Rashard Matthews steps in. And Rashard Matthews is a guy who did produce for Tennessee when given the opportunity. Remember he was with Miami and he caught touchdowns. He had a very high touchdown rate there. 
He's 29 years old. He had receptions there for 2015, 16, and 17 of 43, 65, and 53 receptions and always was a touchdown guy. Four in 2015 and 11 games, nine in 2016 and 16 games, and even four last year. So Rashard Matthews produces. If Robbie Anderson does not play, even though he's only catching up to speed this week, I think Matthews can do a real nice job. I think Curse is limited. He doesn't quite have the athleticism. Matthews is a little better, so he's a guy I want to look at as well. And I know the last thing I want to look at are the tight ends. I know there's a curiosity here. Certainly there's the Trey Burton truthers for the Bears. People have had him. I find him to be a little too feast or famine, even though he had a big week last week. And Chris Herndon has really developed here for the Jets. My only issue is both the Jets and the Bears are towards the bottom in the league in fantasy points allowed to opposing tight ends. Right now, the Jets are only giving up roughly a little under 10 fantasy points per game to opposing tight ends, and the Bears are a little bit over 10. So I don't expect either one to have a huge game. I know with Allen Robinson being out, the Trey Burton people may want to play them, but I think this is more a running back game with Crowell, a running back game with Howard. I think Anthony Miller can do some nice nice things in Jordan Matthews, but um, as far as the quarterbacks, it seems like it's going to be a low-scoring game. 45 points there is very, very low. Games have been trending to get a little higher, so I'll take the over for the over-under. Um, and as far as the 7.5, I do agree with what Daryl's saying. I think it's a very close game. I like the Bears to win this game at home. I don't expect them to lose two in a row after that tough game to New England, even if um, Khalil Mack doesn't play, which is uncertain right now. I just think the Jets being decimated, no Bilal Powell, no Robbie Anderson. I think that this is a team that is going to really struggle to win on the road. So it would be nice to see Sam Darnold play well. I think Trubisky will be better. I think the Bears have too many weapons and they pull ahead maybe in the second half. But I do think that the Todd Bowles defense shows up as it does in these games. So I expect I'll take the over right between 45 and 50. Seems like a perfect number here. And I'll take the 7.5 with the Jets. I, I just don't see the Bears blowing them out here with their injuries as well. So going to be a close game. Very excited about it. Could be some bad weather as well, but I think it's a very key game. And like I said, whoever wins this game, folks, I think is making the playoffs and the team that loses is not. So that's going to do it for the fantasy football beat in week eight. We appreciate you joining us here on Rotoviz Radio. Please consider becoming a Patreon for Rotoviz. My name is Mike Randall. You can follow me on Twitter at Randall Rand. We'll be back next week and week nine with another great beat reporter and preview here. Thanks so much for joining us. Please follow the podcast at Rotoviz Radio and thanks for tuning in. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Football Beat, a Rotoviz podcast. Please rate and review the Rotoviz Radio podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. Contact us via email, rotovizradio at gmail.com, and follow us on Twitter at Rotoviz Radio. And remember, you can always support the pod by subscribing to Rotoviz at a 30% discount through the Rotoviz Radio homepage, rotoviz.com forward slash podcast. This episode is brought to you by Decoy Wines of Sonoma, California. As you gather with family and friends this summer, experience the best of wine country with Decoy by Duckhorn. Winemaker Tyson Wolf spends every vintage focused on harvesting grapes and crafting wines from the finest vineyards. Whether it's our flagship Cabernet or crisp and refreshing Rosé, Decoy has just the wine for your discerning taste. Ask for us at your local wine shop or visit decoywines.com slash celebrate to locate our wines near you. Whether you're firing up the grill, hosting an alfresco get-together, or enjoying the warm summer nights, let Decoy by Duckhorn elevate your occasion.
Love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99. Polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory.